Hi there, welcome to the Think Bite Size series. The fact that you've tuned in tells me that you're in search for inspiration and put simply, these episodes offer you an injection of inspiration in less than 10 minutes. Whether it's a Monday morning and you're looking for something to help kickstart your week, or maybe it's a midweek Wednesday and you need something to help push you towards the weekend, we've got you covered. Here's how it works. I've went through each episode of the main series with a fine tooth comb and picked out what I feel are the most poignant and inspirational moments. Now, of course, if after listening, you would like to hear more, you can listen to the full episode using the link in the show notes. All that's left for me to say is a thank you for tuning in and it would be great if you could be such a kind soul that would like, share, comment across all of our social media accounts or give us a follow as well, as well as leaving a review on whatever platform you're listening on right now. All of your support is greatly appreciated. As the podcast journey continued for Think Curiously, up next was John Wooden and his Seven Point Creed. I was joined by good friend John McAllister for this and coincidentally as the conversation went we would then speak about and compare one of our very own mentors that we both shared in the game of football and coaching that aligned a lot of his own philosophies, values and beliefs about how to coach and interact with people with that of John Wooden. And we would never have known that if we didn't have this conversation on the podcast. Probably in all 28 main episodes or whatever it is that we're up to by now is the most powerful episode I think I've recorded. I'm fortunate enough to work with Ollie at uh, Ollie Mullen at 20s and that's what he does fantastically well. I mean, he's got a group of coaches that lets him go and coach because he's confident, he trusts in them, he trusts them to do the job. So then he can just watch from afar. He can watch how that player's interacting or watch how that coach is interacting with that player. And he builds up a really good understanding of the individual. So then if there's a situation that occurs, he can tailor his approach to to whatever suits that individual rather than maybe the, the go gun ho approach that, he, that you might apply or might think is, is relevant to uh, sport where you there's a big hoorah, shite, go crazy. But in many ways, you need to take that little step back and figure out what that person actually needs. It yeah. will be those guys who just go in and do it because mm-hmm. that's what they do. They're doers. They yeah. go in, they yeah. do. There's other people that maybe need a different approach. Mm-hmm. There's other players who develop at different times now. And there's other people that develop in different ways. It's no different than in the classroom. Mm-hmm. But to go a one-size-fits-all approach, you're going to have a lot of potential talent Lost. I'm gonna miss out. Yeah, Wooden was very good at at instilling that sort of team spirit and that togetherness, and and so that they're all pulling in the one direction. Um, and I remember him talking about when he when when the start of the season came, one of the first things that he done was go into the locker room and teach them how to put their socks and shoes on properly. Yeah, wrinkles in the socks. Wrinkles in the socks. And the yeah. yeah, yeah. The thing I took from that as well because. You look at a story like that, and if you're reading a book, and I tend to read books twice, I don't know what that says for me, but I just like to, I, I'm not sure I always get it the first time, right? Yeah. So I double, especially if it's something interesting. And what I liked about that was it's such a small thing. And mm. again, would it work in every environment? No. But what's the takeaway from it? Yeah. For me, the takeaway is Wooden's attention to detail, mm-hmm. his teaching of his players that preparation is key yeah. even the smallest details need to be managed and also 
showing them that he is a care for their health and well-being. Yeah. That came from something, three massive takeaways from something so very simple. I met Wesley Gregg, the late Wesley Gregg, and uh, I never forget it. I was sort of a wee, very, very nervous going in because you see these guys and they've got the tracks <laughs> and they're going to be like amazing. And you're looking yeah. forward to that and you're looking forward to learning off those guys, but you're also looking and thinking, God, should I be here? And but then I realise now, and I think it's just age as well, uh, Gary. That mm-hmm. that's your comfort zone, Colin, and saying come back because you're yeah, out of it, yeah. you know. And and uh, where's Greg? Just talk to me and just put me at ease. I mean, in a way, I can't. And I mean, I didn't have a sustained period of time with Wes. I probably spent that week and then met him a number of times mm-hmm. afterwards to talk football or to go and watch him coach because he had such an impact on me at that time and I remember doing my assessment the last one and I was shaking from head to foot and it hasn't changed any of the ones yeah, I've yeah. done since the last one always for some reason I think yeah. you feel there's pressure you know, uh, more pressure build up on it and, and my head feels like I'm so close you know uh, that kind yeah, of way yeah. and I think that goes back to what we're saying about if you force it that's whenever you're not like we're doing if you try and force a session you try and force an outcome rather than letting it flow and through every through adversity comes opportunity so Wesley Craig said to me you know after he says you know would I play for this man absolutely I would and he wrote it down on my wee thing and I think I shared it a couple of years ago on my thing because since then I've got you know Chris his son and stuff he does a a strength and conditioning of a Korean as well and and a lovely, lovely man. Mm-hmm. doesn't surprise me because of who his father was. But the thing was, like, it was somebody like that who felt the need to tell me, yeah. you know, you can do this. Yeah. And that's all I'm saying. And maybe, you know, the counter-argument is, why would you need somebody else to affirm that for you? Yeah. But the other thing about it is, when you haven't come through that environment and mm-hmm. that background, yes, you have a sporting background yeah. and yes, you've played football, but... It was somebody of who I respected as much as I respected him, mm-hmm. appreciating what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. He knew and I knew I was nowhere near where I needed to be. I still am. Yeah, yeah. But it was just... But you know the fascinating thing about that is we're sitting here talking about John Wooden and the legacy that he left behind. And I'm smiling as I'm speaking and I, I watched you smile as you mentioned his name, but Wes has done the exact same. Just it's not in book form. No. And I wish it was. Yeah. Could you, imagine, could you imagine if he wrote a book like you know his quotes we're talking about some of the quotes that John Wood's been pulling out here yeah. I mean you could think off the top of your head I remember up at Dalriada it was the small side of game that he was a small side of game centre he was running and I had a group of I think it might have been 05s 06s I was freezing it was like November night absolutely freezing I had a massive big coat on me scarf hood the whole thing and these boys, little kids are running around t-shirts and shorts and thinking when's this thing going to start and all comes Wes, right? That's lined up on the sideline. And he had them back and forth across the pitch, knees, knees, chest, chest, up, down, all this. And I'm going, <laughs> why didn't I think of that? Do you know, why didn't I get them moving? Why didn't I think of that? And it was just, I always say, is like, when Wes took a session, as a coach, a parent, whoever's in the sideline, everyone wanted to join in. Everybody wanted to join in. And and the most, the, I suppose the, the, the biggest accolade we can give him is that we're talking about John Wooden, the, who... His record speaks for itself, and we haven't even touched on that yet. No, Gary. So what what I wanted to come across was um, so it's just something I have in my classroom wall, mm-hmm. um, and that even funny enough, 
even whenever I was beginning on my teaching and my coaching journey, I tended to put things up in the changing room, motivational pictures or posters or whatever. Um, but this is one was written by John Wooden's father. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wrote it and he gave it to his son as his son embarked, I think, on college. And it's just seven things. Um, and it was, the first one was be true to yourself. The second one was help others. Third one, make each day your masterpiece. The fourth one, drink deeply from good books, especially the good book. Five, make friendship a fine art. Six, build a shelter for a rainy day. And seven, pray for guidance and count and give thanks for your blessings every day. And you think about that. It's something so simplistic mm-hmm. that his father wrote on him. And I remember there was a a business uh, a business guru who wanted to meet Wooden and eventually he met Wooden. And he said, like, the aura of Wooden was amazing. Mm-hmm. And he knew he was so lucky. And he said the one thing he wanted to achieve from meeting John Wooden was he wanted John Wooden to ask him to come back again. And he said he, he spent an hour talking to John Wooden and he decided that, he originally was going to ask him, could he come back? And he said, after an hour, he said, I don't feel that I can ask this man if I can come back because if I come back, I will be taking up somebody else's time. But if he asks me to come back, I'm going to come back. Mm-hmm. And that was how powerful that our conversation yeah. was. And he said, he looked and he said, to John Wooden said to the man, he said, do you know what this is? And it was a wee rustled up piece of paper in his wallet. Mm-hmm. He said, is that yours? Being somebody keen to impress as we all have been at different points in our lives, is that the seven point creed? And he says, it is. And you know, I read it every day. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear the full episode, you can of course head to the show notes and you'll find a link there. We'll see you again next week.